0: Psalms 22, verse 1 to 2. Wow. We are going to read together. One, two, three, let's read. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear, and in the night season, and I am not silent. What happens when the things you list? expect begin to happen around you. What happens when a season that is supposed to end quickly does not end quickly and it becomes more and more troublesome? What happens when like David you come to a point in your life and you become convinced that God has left you that God has forsaken you. When times are tough, there are three questions that we must must often ask God. Question number one, my God, why have you allowed this to happen to me? Question number two, where are you? Have you forgotten me? And I want you to know that as strange as it may sound, when people find themselves in a crisis, in a tough season, everyone instinctively remembers God. Everyone instinctively knows that they can cry to that God. But because they have not cultivated a relationship with God, and because they do not know Him. Therefore, they do not hear him when he speaks to them in the season of their crisis. They, they come to a conclusion that God has gone absent. So what I want to talk about today. Where is God? Where is God when seasons become absolutely tough? Is it is it true that he goes missing, he goes hiding, and he does, he's not there? When you cry out, like David cried, cried, the same words that Jesus cried out on the cross, where is he? Is he listening? Is he present? Is he still God? Where is he? Because many a time, you will Will find yourself crying like that. If David. And Jesus found themselves in a time like that. Then it is very possible that at least once in your life you will find yourself crying the same words. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken? And so let's talk about it. I want this to be an encouraging word. and and I want to say it in the best way I can without struggling with it, so help me and pay the best attention you have ever paid, Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 to 25, Exodus 2 23 to 25. Okay. And because we have a single scripture, we're all going to read the scripture here and uh, then you will read it later in your Bibles. But let's let's read together. One, two, three, let's go. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage and they cried out because of the bondage. So God had their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God acknowledged them. Hallelujah. Amen talking about where God is when you need him most. We're going to see only four things in this portion of scripture that will clearly explain to us where is God when you are in the midst of a tough trial. When you need him the most. I want you to first of all see that There is a thing called the process of time. The, The Bible has said. Now it happened in the process of time. The day you were born, the day you come upon this earth, you enter into something called the process of time. Where time begins to tick, it keeps going, it does not stop. It does not wait. It holds peace for no one. The moment you are born, your clock begins to tick. And it is the way of life that in the process of time, many things happen. It is in the process of time that God has ordained seasons and times. And so as you continue in this life, and you walk in the process of time, I want you to expect that things will change as times changes. In the year two thousand and one. Yeah. That's almost 20 years ago. I got my first job. We did not have these, neither did we have these. We did not have laptops, we did not have computers. We wrote with our hands. And when you finished the work, you took it to the woman who had a typewriter. And she would type the report. And it would take us something like four or five days to finish one report. Because she would hit the button and then that little machine would fly and hit the paper and print a and then she pushes bit. How many of us saw it? Did you see the typewriter? Huh? My sister, I might believe you. <laughs> you saw one. How many have typed a typewriter, a typewriter? James, Amen. Today, Kakano. If you took your money and bought the best typewriter and went into town and found space and sat down and said, I need business, bring me business of typewriting, you would be chased out of the room in one month because Times have changed. Now we have computers. So it happened as it will happen in the process of your time that things will change. The king of Egypt died and the children of Israel entered a difficult season. They entered a season of slavery. They entered a season of suffering. They entered a season of hard work. They entered a season of getting no breaks. Because the season had turned against them. And when they went into that season, they remembered God. It is is possible that before the season, they were okay. Things were going okay. They were enjoying their life. But when they entered the hard season, they remembered God. And when they remembered God, they did these two things. They groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out. Now that's a good thing to do. When you enter a season like that, most of the times, when things are going well and good for people, sometimes it's not so easy to remember God. When the job is going well, When the check is coming in at the end of the month, month, children are going to school, school fees is not a problem. The chicken is on the table. You can even once in a while afford to go to a pork joint and get yourself two kilos. In times like that, people are comfortable, people at ease. Rarely do they remember God. They will remember to put in a prayer once in a while. But in most cases, it will be after work when they are kneeling by the bed and they will sleep while they are praying. And so, one of the reasons why God allows some seasons to come in is to rouse us out of that spiritual slumber. He allows you to sit on something that is hot so that you can wake up and remember that there is a living God. Today, if you find yourself sitting on a red hot chaco stove, it is time for you to remember that there is a God. Most of you have not been on the lake. You have never been in a boat. So you have never faced the challenge of running into heavy, heavy winds and running into waves that want to capsize the boat. But when people find themselves in that point, when they are close to death, the boat is about to capsize. Even the Muslims call on Jesus. At that point, everyone remembers that there is a creator. And everyone remembers that they can call on that creator. Number one, if you find yourself in a tough situation and things are hard, remember your creator. The scripture goes on to say, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. Their cry came up to God because of the bondage. Number one, where is God in tough seasons? Where is God in tough seasons? Up where? Huh? Up where? Up Up where? Huh? He's up in heaven, seated on his Throne. throne. And are on his throne, their cry came up to God. And I want you to see these four things that happen when God heard it. Now I want you to know that what happens in this portion of scripture is not known to the people who are groaning in bondage. They do not know what's going on. For them, they have grown cried out and cried out and they have left it at that. What happens next is a description of what happens in the heavenlies. Where we are not, where we do not know what's going on. So I want you to see what happens and what is going on when you cry out to God. Number one, God heard their groaning. God hears your cries. Turn to your neighbor, tell them for me, God hears your cries, tell them don't give up crying, (laughs) God hears your cries. Because God is spirit, and because his ways are different from ours, we completely misunderstand him in times of crisis. We tend to think that he should respond in ways we know and ways that we recognize. A lot of times, when we are in crises, We behave like children. We want him to respond now and do something now. If you want rent for the house and the month has come, you want the rent to drop as right now and when it doesn't you allow to listen to the enemy who tells you God is not hearing and the enemy begins to convince you that God doesn't listen and he begins to convince you why are you wasting your time crying to a God who doesn't listen and you begin to believe it yourself it is an hour. Mm, you start, now you start saying, but I've cried onto the Lord. Mm-hmm. I've been to the prayer mountain for 30 <laughs> days. And uh, well, 20 of those 30 have been fast. I've, I've asked, I've prayed for a, Lord a baby. Mwana. Why am I, am I not getting it? And in that time, mm-hmm. as you ask yourself those questions, the enemy comes along and says, the Lord does not hear. That is the lie of the devil. Just as he Israel. God hears you. This is what Psalm says, 94, 9 to 10. <laughs> He who planted the ear, shall he not hear? He who formed the eye, shall he not see? He who instructs the nations, shall he not correct? He who teaches the man knowledge, shall he not care? Is it possible that the God who created the ear does not have an ear is it possible that, that he who created the eye does not have an eye because he created the ear he has an ear which he has better than any other ear there is an ear which hears accurately even words that you have not said we have an apostle she calls herself these names. My name is Apostle Agatha. And even those things that that you have not prayed for. That name she gave to herself. In faith. That even what she has not asked for. God hears. Now, I want to encourage you. Anytime you need to cry out, do not try to appeal to the ear of man. Do not run to man so that it is man who hears you. Because we have seen that happen. I do not think I am talking about you. But you will see someone run from one person to another. and they are running to everyone. And then when they finally fail with everyone, when they finally fail with everyone, Any time that you find yourself in a fix, (laughs) in a season that just won't end, the ear that you should plead to first is the ear of God. He, is, he listens. Look at what he says. <laughs> it is he who instructs the nations. The entire nations. Who am I one like this? <laughs> if he instructs the entire nations, how big am I? How big is my situation that he cannot fix? And he says, It is he who corrects, who gives, who teaches the man knowledge. Not carefully that word because a lot of times he is actually correcting when you say he does not listen how much I have called upon the Lord but he not answering he is actually correcting It would be a wise thing for you to ask him what are you correcting? In this season what do you want me to do differently? What do you want me to put right? A lot of times when you get that right and you make the adjustment your season will end in an instant. A very simple example. I told you about how our season changed. And we could not afford the fees of the school where we took our children. Because Because our season had changed. So instead of us saying mokama ojaku zileta oboyagala obato yagala ojaku zileta abana bange bayinokusomela ojaku zileta crying and pressing on to god that you'll it, you will bring whether like you told not you know bring the money <laughs> Instead, we say Lord, we 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 accept the adjustment. We will take them where we can afford to pay the fee. Yes. And our season changed. Number two. God remembers Mokama ajukira It has said, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Now, a lot of times when we talk about remembering, people understand it like this. When they find themselves in a fix, they say, the Lord has remembered all of the things that I did. Now, he's punishing. Me, because all of the things I did have come to his remembrance. Now, I wonder about these things. If you guys remember, when COVID came, COVID were about so People, first eh? of all, we are wondering where some people we are, we are saying for us we are we are here our seasons are dry, we are in hot and region which are not suffering. Then eh? second they That's say, they say first. that we Africans have strong immunity, COVID will not manage us. And then when the second wave what they call the second wave came. And people died about nebafa abane batandiko gamo the people started saying oba mukama twa mukola chi ah wa tukeenda kufata ugweo abantu batandisoko kumuka kale twa mukola chi che twa mokama chikulu era twino kuchenenyeza kati people started confessing what we did the sins we committed are too great the lord is punishing us And you know what? Are going to die. we have to confess our sins and you know what they are saying they are saying that when god remembers he remembers the bad things you have done and says uh, now I have you. And then some other people think, But God, I have been careful. I have done these many good things. So, in this fix that I am in, remember me. I have done good things. Remember me. The Lord does not remember any of that. The Bible says, says he remembers his covenant. He is a covenant making and keeping God. Each time that you cry out to him, what he remembers is his son on the cross and cutting that covenant. What he remembers is his son shedding his blood for you. Look at what Romans says. Most of us know this scripture. 8.31-32 what then shall we say to these things and whatever thing you can put in there you put it there what then shall we say to all of those things what then shall we say about the things that are oppressing you and pressuring you the things that are causing you pain if God is for us who can be against us if, if, if God is for you who can be against that? He who did not spare his own son. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I want you to take this scripture. Let it be your own because this is a powerful scripture. Because it's saying, if I gave what was most expensive to me, if I gave that which I should have held from you, then what is it That is impossible for him. Now, according to you, do you believe, do you think then your your rent is is too high for him? That fees can be too hard for him when he gave his own son to die for you on the cross. Each time that you cry out to the Lord, he remembers the sacrifice of his son he remembers Ajukira. the blood, Omsai. the ransom O-e-e-o-wendo. that his son paid. <laughs> because you know, there are things which happen <laughs> and people begin to charge and blame God. How many of you guys remember recently in Brazil they, they made a crusade, some kind of march through the streets. They, they, they dressed the devil in his attire, uh, and with they, the horns and the tail. Uh, and then they show the devil overcoming Jesus. What happened the next day is they got floods, they got rains, and they got trouble in their country. <laughs> And people said, you see, this is what God is doing to them. Let me mess with you. That is not God doing that. Because God has finished his work for every human being in his son, Jesus Christ. Everything. All of the judgments, all of the, they are completed in Jesus Christ. So, so, he's not out to judge nations, that is finished. Whoever whoever does not believe his son is already judged. So So you ask yourself, where then do these things come from? Where does the flood in the earthquake come from? They come from the devil. That is how he appreciates people for doing his work. Because the devil has no ability to do something good. When you do something that he wants. What he can pay you back and his ability is evil. Because he came to steal, kill, and destroy. So, so, so. These people, have themselves to blame and the devil. The, the, the very person they serve has paid them back. Number three, God sees, God looked upon the children of Israel, and he saw their state, and he saw the pain they were going through, and he saw their cries, God sees, you know, we we, we like to think like this. You also, eh? Eh? to eh, God also. So that there are about 8 billion people on this planet. How will he see Ariati's problem? The issues of Sem And the troubles of Michael in America. And even me here, we must see all of them. Do you think God never gets, gets tired? And so Sometimes we think maybe he's distracted. He has so much work to do. He's, he's he doesn't see these things. The Bible says in Hebrews 4:13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. <laughs> Ah. You, you imagine this. A woman wakes up in their bedroom. It is dark. She's going to switch on the light. Because it is three in the night, she herself is even still sleeping. You, you should see some of us in our house when we, we are going for a short call. People go like <laughs> And there is a snake in her bedroom. And she doesn't see it. But he who sees everything says to her, Move from here. And she's saved from a snake bite. God sees so well that He sees your thoughts even before you say them. Sometimes your prayers are those things which come to your mind and say, oh. <laughs> and God saw it. Does God see you? Does God see you in, in, in the middle of the night when no one else is there and you are by yourself and you are crying? He sees you. Number four. God knows. The Bible has said and God acknowledged them. Bible to acknowledge is to confirm that I know something. It is like you would come to me and said, Do you know? And I say, I know. And I want to give you an assurance today God knows perfectly well what is going on. God knows what he's doing with your life. He knows what you need in your life better than you know yourself. God knows how he should fine tune you that he may receive The biggest glory to himself out of your life. He knows where to pinch you. For you to go on your knees. He knows where to tickle you. For you to raise your hands. There it is. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? Let's do some math together. How much is two copper coins in Uganda shillings? I to research. Research, Oyo. Copper coins <laughs> are a cent Uganda? Billy, Bidi. Kali, bili, are not five sparrows sold for 2,000 shillings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Wali, kuzo, ee, katonda. Bwezi ba if there are five. An and all of them are 2,000. How much is one? Four, four hundred. Sitting in Bina. And yet, atenga. One sparrow that is worth four hundred shillings is not forgotten of God. In other verses, in other in, in, in somewhere else, he says that not one of them can fall to the ground dead without the knowledge of Him who created the heavens. The if He knows a bird. How can he not know you? Is it possible? Is it possible that he doesn't know you? Why is it then that when you find yourself in pain, you, you say, You have forgotten me? A lot of times, when you are going through tough times and you are crying, God! He says, I know. I know what what I'm doing. Please trust me. Allow to go through the fire, but trust me. It may be the waters, but I know they will not consume you. I know it is the fire, but it will not scorch you. I am God and I know. Will you trust me? I want to end with this where we began from. The cry of David. We saw this cry of David. I like to think, because you know they say that this David never went through this. He was only prophesying for the Lord Jesus Christ. Through it is a prophecy. The Lord said these words himself. But I believe that David went through a situation that brought him to cry these things. And I want to think that it was the time when his entire company was looted and abducted from Ziklag. He had gone to be part of the war of the Philistines. The Philistines kick him out. He comes back home and he finds an empty camp. Everything has been taken. His wife, his children are taken. The Bible says Bible that then he began crying kaba. until he could not cry anymore. Have you ever cried that you lost <laughs> all the strength? <laughs> They are just making growth. And in that time... The Bible says that his men talked about killing him, stoning him to death, blaming him for what had happened to them. I believe this is when he cried these words. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime. But you do not hear. And in the night season, and I'm not silent, Now, if you have ever cried until you cannot cry anymore, and you find yourself saying these words, and after saying these words, you hear no response. What is your most likely reaction? What would be the most likely reaction of any human being? You would be the most likely reaction of any human being? words no, 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 Abantu uh, abasimwa mabaga abantu. You Kare no mokuwa wona wh- na atakuda mu katika tunda choi. Katunda choi. What kind of God is that? What kind of God is that? Omo tunenzo na kulu sana ungu What haven't I done? Batu gamba tu kusinza nekusinza nebaga abamba sabab nebaba katunda choi. In fact, wakuvana orwali rotodamu kumbolisha ngambocho na ato chia katunda wana. What kind of God is that? As a matter of fact, from today never say what to me and my own. Okay, confess that you are you are very spiritual, you have never come to that situation. When a man becomes angry at God, do you know that, that most people who have become atheists? Atheist. They do so because they are angry at God. If someone says, I don't believe in God, probe a little bit deeper in their heart. And they will say something like this. If he is God, how could my mother have died? The entire prayer, asking for a miracle. Why didn't he save her? And they are angry at God. And people will become angry at God and charge him. I want you to see the words that instead David said. After he cried like that, see what he says. But you are holy. Enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. But faith. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you. And we are delivered. They trusted in you. And we are not ashamed. You know what he's saying? He's saying, I have cried. But I have not heard a word. But because I know you, because I am confident in these four things that you hear, that you remember, that you see, that you 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 know. Therefore, I am confident this day, even though I am still in pain. I will declare it. You are holy. You are. To be trusted. You are God. And only you can be trusted. You are God. And you cannot shame those who trust. In between that verse and this verse, lies your biggest test. What will be your confession? When you have not heard from him. But the situation is not changing. Ah. When the worst has come to the worst, you know the Baganda used to say that too, to show a very extreme situation. How can a dog eat a coffee? This is where God is waiting for us to come, right? That we can grow and be this mature. Go through what He has to take us through and still say we know you you are holy we know you you are good we know you you can be trusted we know you we will not be ashamed when you say that your season is close to being ended in that very same chapter David says I trusted him Ah, But now I am helped. I have the victory. The seasons that we are in, are like no other seasons. You have been privileged to be upon the earth in a time like has never happened in all of history. What is happening now has never happened. What is going to keep coming has never been seen. These the things that you think it's a job but not a joke so because you are going to find yourself in diverse and different uh, aspects of life you you must brace yourself you must steady yourself with this truth only those words but you are holy and I trust you you are holy I will not be ashamed. Hallelujah. Please stand up as we pray. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that there's a company of people there. Does it say the elders? Who cry, Holy, 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 without ceasing. Day and night they cry those words. You are holy, O oh Lord God Almighty. Who was, is, and is to come. And you can be trusted. I need you to lift your hands. And I need you to say those words. Say them in your own words. Tell him you are holy. You are holy, Lord my God. Those who have trusted you in the past. There is none that has been ashamed. Those who have gone through the same journey that I'm going through. They were never left. They were never ashamed. Because you are holy. You are righteous and you are just. Mighty God. It is not possible that you can forget the works of your hands. It is not possible that your people can cry out to you and you do not hear them. We want to thank you that even though we do not realize, but thank you that when we cry out to you, you hear us. Thank you that when we cry out to you, you remember the sacrifice. Of your Son, the land of the covenant in which we are. Thank you that when we cry out to you, you, you see us and you know what you're doing. This day we choose to trust you. We choose to trust you. you, despite the circumstances, despite the situation, despite the seasons. Despite the afflictions, oh Lord, despite the persecution, of oh Lord, despite the happiness, even when things are going well, we choose to trust you because we know that those who trust you can never be put to shame. I thank you, my God, But your people that are in this place, none of them will ever be put to shame. Thank you. Because we are more than conquerors. Because we are victorious. Because greater is you who is in us than he who is in the world. Even though the storm rages about us. Thank you mighty God. Because we will go through it. Thank you. Because this life will not defeat us. Because we are overcomers, we will overcome this through life. Through the faith of our Lord Jesus we Christ. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. Bless the rest of the day. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are Amen.